0: The shade. Hey, brother for the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, for the wine. Tell
1: Good evening, the and sunny. Welcome I to Drink in the Style, little style little brought to you by Habitation and Furnishing and Design and the District Adina. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm gonna help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are talking with Commercial Property Construction Vice President, Mr. Patrick Krickshank from Steiner Construction. Pat, welcome to Drink in the Style.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Hey, you did that really well. <laughs> now say, coming at you from beautiful downtown Eden Prairie. <laughs>
2: Is there a downtown Eden Prairie?
1: I I, if there is, no one's ever actually seen it.
3: <laughs> is that where the mall's located? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be downtown Eden yeah, Prairie. Yeah. Oh, for folks yeah, listening, be... Eden
1: Prairie is a beautiful suburb here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but for whatever reason, it is the most confusing conglomeration of tangled streets and lack of, of landmarks that you could ever imagine. You can't find your way around Eden Prairie. Do you agree?
2: Well, listen, I think most suburbs are that way. There's very few what you would call downtowns um, mm-hmm. until, you know, you had your first ring suburbs that always had kind of a cool downtown area. You've had some that have tried to recreate it, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Eden Prairie falls in with probably a lot of them. I mean, but it's, it, it's a great community, but yes, maybe lacking of a, a specific downtown.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So they, they rarely have downtowns, but Eden Prairie, and I believe it's because – And I think this is to their credit. They tried to maintain like the nature of the rolling hills, the prairie, if you will. So they kept all those little hills and they routed all of the streets around the hills, which is wonderful. But it means that you never can see anything. There are no landmarks. So you wind up not being able to figure out where the heck you are unless you have your GPS guiding
2: you. Well, listen, we love Eden Prairie because our business is located in Eden Prairie. (laughs) <laughs> Not only that it's it is a beautiful town there is yes. it's it's gorgeous you talked about the rolling hills and the trees and the parks and everything else so Listen, shout out to Eden Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It is a wonderful
1: place, but it's a bit confusing. I once read that they actually did hire an expert on city planning to help them kind of change some of the signage and make it a little more navigable. They brought this person in from somewhere on the East Coast. And uh, and then we never heard from that person again. <laughs> I actually tried to follow them online and they never came out with a report.
2: Did not know
1: that. I know, right? See, this is an educational program. Um, all right. We do love Eden Prairie, though. We honestly, truly do. It's a beautiful, beautiful city, and it's got some beautiful, beautiful
3: uh, uh, spaces in it. it. Sounds like the two of you are trying to run for office in Eden Prairie, but that's just me.
1: No, I just have to ask them for things from time to time because my <laughs> priority abuts there. I'm trying to think uh, the last names of both of you. Is it good to ring to a Rich? Or it, uh, Crookshank.
2: Crookshank. Oh, that could work. Yeah. Rich and Cruikshank? Yeah. Uh, rich Shank.
1: Rich. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> uh,
2: see. <laughs> or my, Crook Rich. My, my name means crooked legs. It's Scottish, really? by the way.
3: Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, I got a crooked nose, and my last name is Scottish, so we got something in common there, buddy. There you go. Yeah. Nice.
2: Very,
1: very nice, good. Mr. Short Newkirk.
3: <laughs> Speaking
1: of whom, our in house coctologist sitting firmly at the head of the table is with us. Dan, how have you been? Uh, very tan. Yeah, I know. It's one of the nice things about the COVID age. We're all outside a lot.
3: Yeah. It's been fantastic on my my skin. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. What are we drinking this evening? So we're going to be drinking a, uh, a Moscow Mule. Classic. Very now, popular. Now, again, I don't want to throw shade at anybody's uh, vodka preferences. And I got to <laughs> say, this isn't my preferable vodka to drink. But we went with a classic. And for a reason, we went with Smirnoff today. Uh, Smirnoff, sure triple distilled, because it has to be. Uh, then we... <laughs> So, basically the Spirinoff brand started off in Russia uh, and it, it took a, it took a crap in the 19, like mid 1930s like after prohibition ended it never really came back. Hmm. Uh, so then uh, 1941 1940 uh, gentleman, I forget his name, too many facts. Uh, he, he bought the brand he's from the United States and he was trying to think of a way to you know spark sales. So he went to a couple uh, really good bars, I believe in uh, North Carolina. Uh, and he proposed the bartenders with a, with an option to make a drink with his Smirnoff vodka, and that's how the Moscow Mule was born. Also, that's where the uh, Bloody Mary was born. It was basically an ad campaign for Smirnoff to relaunch their brand in the United States.
1: So basically, Smirnoff realized they needed to put something that would overwhelm the flavor of yes. their
3: crappy tic- uh, yes. vodka. But in the 1940s, <laughs> that was kind of par for the course. That's just, that's just the stuff you drank, you know? bathtub gin they were coming out of the 30s they're the 20s and early 30s because prohibition ended in 1933 or 34 Mm -hmm. um so i mean people were used to drinking the you know but it's made in russia so they didn't care about prohibition yeah but we were selling and buying it here
1: i suppose so you Uh, lose that entire market who knows what could necessarily have happened to the distillery in uh in in russia yeah interesting you know the, the the spirits do change quite a bit um Yeah, you know what? We should we should mix up the Moscow Mule before I start. I'm not gonna
3: lie. And I don't mean again. I don't mean to throw shade, but I will. I will. Uh, This kind of tasted like I imagine hand sanitizer to taste. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. We haven't. uh... Brett, you want to hit us with the mixing music? Yeah, we did our traditional warm up of a quick shot before uh, before the show, and I don't think any of us had really drunk any Smirnoff in the past twenty years. (laughs) And folks who may have drunk Smirnoff 20 years ago and have not had it, it's exactly what you remember. <laughs> and the reason that you didn't drink a lot of vodka, and if you did, you had to mix it with tomato juice.
3: And you're still a savage. Yeah, you are a savage.
1: <laughs> All right, so you've added a... So it's going to be one
3: and a half ounces of vodka of choice. Um, I don't recommend using a flavored vodka. It's gonna, it kind of overdoes. If you do, use a lime flavored vodka. Uh, preferably a uh, Stoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some a good brand, Reed's uh, Ginger Beer. We're going sugar-free today. Because you know it's summer, beach bod season. Absolutely true.
1: We all are carrying the extra COVID nineteen, so we might as well try to nip away at it.
3: So we're gonna have uh, one and a half vodka, half an ounce of lime juice, and four ounces of the uh, the um, ginger beer. But Greg was nice enough to bring in uh, the Moscow Mule mugs today, so we're drinking out of copper. And copper, the reason why they use that is it's such a good conductor. It keeps your ice colder and, and. frozen longer
1: you know the question i've always wondered about though is copper mixing with the acid in lime i mean doesn't that have some kind of reaction wouldn't you think
2: slow burn my friend
1: yeah pat you got any idea
2: um i'm really not a chemist okay so i don't know how that would mix well together but uh who doesn't (laughs) love copper and (laughs) lime
3: i have have a copper bracelet on to help with my blood circulation
1: and it's doing wonders just on the one side of your body, though, probably overwhelming the other. You could drop that, or at least. I hungry. get
3: plenty of use with that side of the body, bro. <laughs> Fair
1: enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, so there it is. We have mixed up the Moscow Mule uh, using the uh, the reeds, all natural, sugar free. So zero sugar, extra. Incidentally, by the way, I see is the label, which is good. So they're basically maybe got some some natural sugars as part of the uh, Gingering process.
3: Probably stevia. <laughs>
1: It could be stevia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, I believe vodka kills cancer cells.
3: Uh, this one does.
1: Yep. And uh, and there it is. You've got it mixed up. We've got our prerequisite uh, Moscow Mule copper straws, and uh, a quick stir if we must. Let's give it a try. Ready, Just gentlemen? Yes.
2: Yep.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. a good drink.
2: Very nice.
3: I can tell that it's artificial. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not the best. It's not the worst.
1: No, no. It's. Uh, I, I've had worse things in my mouth, as I know you have. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Uh,
1: <Dan>. um, <laughs> all right. All right. There it is. Well, that was segment one, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break and suck down a little more of this Moscow Mule. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the state of the construction industry in general and in specific here on Drink in the Style. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. You heart break. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment in person or virtually to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com.
0: This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. Lashonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health.
3: The days of wine and roses.
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style. The days of wine and roses—kind of an appropriate song, given our between-segment conversation. Don't you agree, Mr. Cruikshank
2: I do agree.
1: <laughs> the days of wine and roses, my friends, remember them well.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: am your host, Gregory Rich. My guest this evening is Patrick Cruikshank is am I pronouncing Cruikshank Because there's a, yeah. a random I in
2: there. Yeah, it's it's Crookshank. Yes, so you're doing a great job, better than most people. So.
1: Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, you're, you're a linguist.
1: I oh, use your tongue prettier than a – nope, not going to go <laughs> and finish that statement. Mr. Cruikshank is with Steiner Construction, which is a fabulous Minneapolis-based construction firm uh, that's been around since the 1940s, I believe, right? You guys have a long history.
2: Yes. Um, yeah, the history of Steiner is 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 long. I mm. mean, when you're around for 70-plus years – um. I you know we started out in the middle nineteen forties as a residential home builder, mm-hmm. uh, Steiner Koppelman, which actually I believe still exists today, mm-hmm. um, and developer as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then we morphed into a uh, commercial uh, contractor and also a developer along the way. Uh, but most recently, well, we we're focusing on strictly on commercial construction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, 70-plus years is a long time to be in business. Yeah. We're very proud of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is, and established and, and functioning right here in Minneapolis, so uh, local boys. Now, in, with the commercial development, do you w- tend to work in certain types of commercial uh, projects? Do you do retail, restaurants?
2: Well, on the construction side, um, yeah, so our our areas of focus are uh, retail. We're mm-hmm. very heavily in retail, and as you know, retail is, is – is, uh, Has been morphing over the last few years. I mean, we're not even—we're talking about even Mm pre-COVID, where um, you know retail has kind of taken it on the chin. If you want to go down the list of major big-box retailers that have kind of fallen by the wayside through bankruptcy and other—too many to count. Yeah, they are. So, listen, we we, like a lot of people have had to morph and change and adapt, right, over the course of time. If you don't adapt, you do what? You die. Mm -hmm. So we have. We have to do that. So listen, we're in industrial, you know, manufacturing, office, um, medical hospitality, multifamily, financial. but we also stay in the retail. World as well, because that's kind of been our bread and butter for, for some years.
1: I mean, you've done some beautiful projects, you know, uh, in the retail space and looking through your website and and things. Um, and it's a specific, you know, skill set and understanding of how retail works. In fact, do you have, you know, when you're all right? Let me take it back. I was going to ask you about your general company philosophy, but let's talk a little bit about your retail development philosophy. When you're building a retail space. What are some of the factors that you're thinking about? What are some of the keys other than, you know, will the city be pissed off if I do this or that?
2: Well, again since we're not so much in development anymore, I can speak to the construction side of it more, True. which okay. is it's all about the client. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll I mean, this will be the f- central focus of a lot of things that we talk about, which is our customer service being client-centered, uh the responses that we need to give to our to the folks and listening um mm-hmm. that we need to do. But we'll get into that later. I think specifically what I would like to do, and I think we talked a little bit about, which is probably one of the most recent retail projects that we've done, that is not only retail; it was more of a mixed use uh, sort of sort of end product. Uh, working for an owner, uh, Schuler Shoes. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Shuler Shoes, great local are, company. They are a great local company. Great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy to have recently finished their uh, corporate. A very brand new corporate building, as well as retail center, up in Maple Grove in the Arbor Lakes area. Okay, um, that's right across from Costco. If you're familiar with the mm-hmm. uh, Maple Grove, uh, by that giant windmill,
1: sitting. that one it, sitting windmill,
2: very close to Great River Energy, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right down the road from them. And again, I think for us being able to, you know, work with uh, a family such as this, family-owned business. Um, and really kind of make their dream come to reality and come true in the fashion that it did, working very closely with them. Um, it, it, it was one of the best projects, I think, that we've done. Hmm. And um, it's beautiful. So um, hard to show a picture on the radio, <laughs> but... Um, what's, the, what's the address of the building? Uh, I'm not sure ish, what the address ish. is. Is is really basically if you go to Arbor Lakes and you go on Hemlock Lane... And I think it's, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the cross street right there, but uh, Doran has built a lot of, of their um, apartments right there. It's right across the street from, I think it's Elm Creek Boulevard, actually. So okay. it's really at Hemlock and, and Elm Creek Boulevard. Gotcha. Um, and you'll see it right on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's, it's big. It's, it's very eye-catching.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's their corporate headquarters. It is. That they built. It is. Yeah. Now, were you guys involved in, in most cases? Do companies come to you already with plans in hand and you do the implementation or is it mostly or is it, you know, you, you partner up with the architecture firms and work through the entire process?
2: It, it comes in all shapes and forms, Greg. It, um, sometimes we will work early and often with mm-hmm. the client to mm-hmm. help them kind of visualize and develop the project as we go along. Uh, A lot of folks want us to bring our, quote-unquote, you you talked about our development experience, to bring our development experience to bear Mm -hmm. on a project, uh, which is to help them through the city process Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. Um, So we prefer it that way. We would prefer to work really early and often where we can make the most impact Mm -hmm. um, financially, um, visually, uh, Mm constructability-wise with our clients. Um, for me, it, it, it feels like that works the best. Um, it's fine too, if an architect draws it and then we take their plans and build it as well. But I think, uh, for, for our benefit and I believe the benefit of the whole team, if we're all working together early before we get to final, you know, CDs, Mm -hmm. construction documents, if you will, um, it just, it just makes for a better project in the end.
1: It always does. Yeah. I mean, you know understanding you know the entire life cycle and why things are done as they're done also saves you a huge amount of trouble on the back end. If you're working with a given architect who's not involved, they may have made decisions that don't necessarily seem realistic or seem appropriate, but there's almost always a reason that people do things. If you're coming in later on and you are simply implementing that plan, you don't have the organic base of why these decisions were made. You probably can't do as good a job as you would if you had understood it from the start.
2: Yes, yes. And again, we have a huge amount of respect for the architecture community in Minneapolis, St. Paul, mm-hmm. Twin Cities. I mean, it, it, listen, our industry, our commercial industry, and what I mean by commercial real estate, you know, commercial real estate to me is at the center of what we do, mm-hmm. right? Because without a piece of land and without a building, we don't do anything. <laughs> we don't draw. We don't build. True. So to me, we're fingers of the commercial real estate Markets, right? Mm-hmm. That that are out there, and so architecture, construction, engineering, um, all the subs that work in our, our in our area, mm-hmm. the the brokers that are again so important to getting deals done. Mm-hmm. You know, leasing folks. Um, we all have to work in concert together, and if we all are doing that early, it always it feels like it always ends up in a superior product and a very very happy client in the end.
1: And that's really the name of the game, right? Ultimately getting what this person who's contracted you wants done, done. With a minimum of inconvenience and a maximization of outcome. Yes. Ah, Thank you very much. All right. Let's take another quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to dive back in with Mr. Quickshank. Thank you. This is Drink in the Style, folks. Stay with us.
3: Let the town cry, cry.
1: And if it's... How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward. The entire back moves higher or lower. The self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance. And you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com these days our home is the center of our world this is gregory rich founder of habitation furnishing and design and host of drink in the style right here on am 950 if we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home doesn't it make sense to make your space the most attractive and most functional space it can be at habitation my experienced degreed interior design staff can help you select the perfect furnishings for your home and your lifestyle furniture is more than one size fits all and there's more to making a room work than a couple of chairs and a sofa whether it's a modular sectional carefully selected to maximize your living room or the perfect bed dresser and nightstand combination to create your dream bedroom habitation can help you achieve the space you've always wanted so check us out online at habitationdesign.com or schedule an appointment at our adina showroom habitation furnishing and design make your home exceptional Someday,
3: when I'm awfully low, when the world is cold, I will feel a glow just thinking of you in the way Welcome back
1: to Drink in the tonight. Style. When you're listening to this, it, it, it may be Saturday night around 7 p.m. It's on the radio. It could be Friday night or Sunday night around 5 p.m. You may be listening on a pod platform since we're available pretty much on all the big players. Uh, but however you're listening to us, thank you for joining us here on AM 950 or wherever we may happen to be. <sighs> Shall we do tonight's musical notes, Dan?
3: Are you talking about grass?
1: I am talking about grass. <laughs> Pat? Nope. So we know you haven't listened to the show before. All right. We're going (laughs) to fill you in. Don't worry. You're going to be aware of what's happening here. Tonight's musical notes. This evening, we are featuring the painfully titled Sinatra Sings, Days of Wine and Roses, Moon River, and Other Academy Award Winners, released in 1964. Not the pithiest title by any means. Um... It's certainly one of the most descriptive titles that I've ever experienced uh, in a given album, and it is, as promised, a collection of songs that were featured in popular movies of the time.
3: Do you the, feel Do you feel as though as if, I have to cut you off, do you feel as though as if that crazy, obscure name has uh, helped you remember the whole name?
1: Could you repeat the name? No, I can't. Uh but it's you? It's, you know, whenever you have to repeat a name, <laughs> you're going to remember that name, are you not?
3: That's the first time I've ever heard it, but I'm already thinking about, you know, Wine and Roses.
1: Wine and Roses. <laughs> you're exactly... Wow. Again, I was channeling... Papa Giorgio was digging it. And, uh, Sorry,
3: I mean, stop you there.
1: We'll figure that in. No, no, no. That's excellent. 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 All right. The album. The album. The album. The album is fine. It has some nice tunes on it, but look, here's what's interesting. Sinatra sings... Days of Wine and Roses, Moon River, and other Academy Award winners was kind of slammed as being a disjointed album without any cohesive theme. Now, obviously, that's uh, the case, given the nature of what this album is, but what does that review tell you about Sinatra's reputation by 1964? A lot of people credit The Beatles with pioneering-themed albums when they released albums like Sgt. Pepper, but that is bunk. As you can clearly see, Sinatra was already well-known for producing albums that were themed and themselves told a story. Once again, history has misplaced appreciation of innovation, and the Italian pioneer is given short shrift by the anglicized empire builders.
2: (laughs) Wow. You used the word shrift.
1: I did use the word shrift. Any opportunity I have to use the word shrift, my friend, I'm taking that opportunity. (laughs) Uh, but it's true. He did. He was well-known by this point for putting together themed albums. I mean, that was kind of his thing. And then he comes out with one that wasn't. He gets crucified for it, so to speak. And uh, uh, and yet, still, if you talk to most music people, they say the Beatles, much later, pioneered this concept, and it's completely and totally
3: untrue. And the Beatles did it with the help of psychedelic drugs, I mean.
1: Right, which Sinatra did not do. All he needed was Jack Daniels. Yeah, a little whiskey. Mm-hmm. All right, on the grass scale... And Pat, GRASS stands for Gregory Rich Album Acquisition Scale, in case you had any other thoughts. I'm giving <laughs> Sinatra Sings dot, 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 17 Academy Award tuxedos out of a total pool of 34 tuxes and five evening gowns.
3: I kind of feel like I should say five roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: A quick bit of math, and that will tell you that it is substandard. Yeah. I considered, <laughs> I considered skipping this one. I will skip the albums that I really don't like. Okay. But, and this one was right on the border between the two. But I decided it does have enough good tracks to get us through the show. But you know what? Pass it up, folks. It's not that great. And you can find better versions of most of these songs on other albums from him.
2: Them fighting words for those Sinatra fans out there that love them. But Fuck I man.
1: get it. St. Francis... I, just, I, I don't like to say anything negative about his work, but the truth is you can't hit everything out of the park.
2: No, you can't. Right? Yeah.
1: All right. And frankly, his crappiest album is better than Kanye's best. So. <laughs> wow.
2: I don't agree. Really? <laughs> I don't agree. Really? We have a new generation sitting I here next to us. <laughs> We're going to
1: start throwing hands? We're
3: going uh, mm. uh, to... Gold Digger? Really? You know what? I can't
1: lie to you. I've never heard more than like 38 seconds of any given Kanye song in my entire life. He had
3: his moments in the beginning of his career, and now he's just crazy. <laughs> he is just crazy. Yeah.
1: All right, let's get back to some interesting conversation <laughs> before Newkirk and I suddenly become
3: mortal enemies. Yeah, get I'm sticking up for Yeezy's ass I know, and his right? trump supporter, but he had a couple of good albums. And no offense if you're a Trump supporter, but... This is progressive radio. I can talk all the shit I want.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I had I had a buddy, Bob Hest is his name. He used to be a music producer, um, artist, very talented artist, generally good guy. And you know, we were once talking about Yeezy, and you know, his statement to me was, you know, say what you want about him as a personal person, but every major music influencer I know of says that he's the real deal. That he is capable. That he is creating truly amazing music. And I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I don't find it pleasant. It doesn't take me anywhere. It doesn't distract me. It's weird. I'm he's gonna, no Sammy Davis. I'm going
3: to send you a couple of bangers because you're going to be pleasantly surprised.
1: All right. I yeah. wouldn't mind if someone did that. I I will. Because I, I could. I would like to have some sense. Of I, why I don't like, like all this of his guy.
3: music, but if you know, I can. I can definitely <laughs> c- cite some good albums.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got a few. I mean, a few. He's got a few songs. Yeah. You know. So my, you know, my boys, my oldest sons are 26 and 24. So, during his heyday, they were kind of in their teen years when they were yep. listening to a lot of a lot of that music and so you can't help but hear it in the background when they're in the house, and so every once in a while, I go, "Who's that?" Mm-hmm. because it actually was okay right mm-hmm. and it, there was a couple of times you know um, that you know I heard his songs and went, "You know, not bad, not bad." What was the one he did with, uh, uh, who's the actor? Jamie. Uh, Jamie um Jamie, Fox, Jamie that's, Fox. It's Gold Digger. It that's was Digger, the, the yeah.
3: riff, riff off of uh, uh,
2: Ray Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that one in itself is is decent, right? Yeah. You know. It's a good yeah. sample. Yeah. So I, wait, I he so. took
1: Ray Charles Gold Digger and they recovered it, or so, they covered so it. So
3: Jamie Foxx did Ray Charles okay. in the movie. Yes, that's right. Well, then Jamie Foxx sang the Ray Charles chorus uh, hook that was taken from that song. Interesting. See, I got some bangers with what you mean. Like,
1: all right, hit me yeah. up. Hit me up. I'll I'll take it. It's funny about the gold diggers though. My daughter Avery, who's a little soccer player, I've talked about her in the past. They were struggling to find a name for their like little sub team, and she suggested to me the gold diggers. And I'm like, why would you want to be the gold diggers? That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. And it wasn't until like ten minutes of discussion that I realized she was saying goal. Diggers,
3: nice. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. like,
1: sweetie, you don't understand. This isn't the right. <laughs> no, what's Dad, the right you're
3: man? an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: we got woohoo out of there. All right. So, all right, we can agree. Easy. Thumbs down with a couple of stars. Frank Sinatra is amazing, and Jamie Foxx did a nice, a uh, nice version of Ray Charles. <laughs> yes. We're all, we're all together on this. Here we are. All right.
3: Yeah. Well, no, maybe not. It'd be really nice next time if they had a blind guy play the blind guy <laughs> appropriating blindness. Who would they find as a blind actor? I don't know. It's not Jamie Foxx, I guess. <laughs> if everybody's getting mad about stuff, I'll get mad about stuff too. Huh? As a
1: method actor, I poked my own eyes out <laughs> just so I could understand. <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. <laughs> Pat, let's talk about some construction stuff.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> if we must. I know, if we must. If we must, it's 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 hard cuz you know what the question yes. is, you know the question's coming to you. Yeah. These are the aftertimes. I mean, we're in the we're in kind of this like quiet moment of the aftertimes, mm. I think before stuff happens. But I mean, how has this changed your industry?
2: Mm. Well, first of all, I like the way that you put it, the aftertimes, because it is the aftertimes. Um, I mean, we're still in it, but yet we're, it's, it's what we're left with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the pandemic to post-George Floyd, um, we are left with the aftermath and the aftertimes mm-hmm. to kind of sift through. And it, listen, I mean... You can't sugarcoat this, right? I mean, it is, it kind of, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's happening and everybody's got a feel for it. Uh, If you're talking about construction specifically, yes, of course, it's affected us. Mm -hmm. Because our clients are wide and varied, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're talking about, you know, restaurants, you know, we go back to retail. If you're talking about corporate, okay? Okay where a lot of people haven't even come back to work yet. Um, You know, they've been told to stay home until we've had some clients that are saying stay home until the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you know, to multifamily, to uh, industrial, to, you know, a lot, it's just kind of all over the board and you have to be diversified Mm -hmm. in what you're able to do today. Mm -hmm. You can't be a a, a one trick pony Mm -hmm. in order to make it work. So, But again, we talked about adaptation earlier. We talked about being able to kind of change on the fly, if you will. And because Steiner is the size that it is, and because, um, we are who we are, uh, we are able to adapt to kind of whatever comes our way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if somebody brought something that's maybe out of our wheelhouse over 70 years, there's very few things out of our wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. um, we're able to adapt to it because to me construction is construction you know yes there are some you know industries and in some markets that are very highly technical but for the most part i don't care if it's built out of sticks you know steel you know metal if you will concrete it doesn't matter we'll be able to build it
1: mhm it's i mean that's i mean that makes sense i mean it, it is true i mean but are you finding a lot of a lot of companies are cuz cuz here's what's we were. What's driving me crazy, and we were talking a little bit about this uh, earlier, is that we're in kind of this weird calm water period mm-hmm. where no one knows what the future is going to hold and no one is willing to necessarily make a move in one direction or another. We're all in a wait and see type of a, a, of a, of a, of a situation. I mean are you sensing that in the construction? I mean are projects that were underway – I mean they're – if it's underway, it's being done. Are you seeing a little bit of a hold up or a layup on, on what's coming down the pike? Or
2: well again, it goes back to the various markets, right? So mm-hmm. it depends on what markets you're talking about. So we have clients that are continuing to, you know, push forward with everything they had on their on their plans and maybe even more because guess what? They're doing well during mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So whether it's not a group like Aldi, so we build Aldi's, you know, they're mm-hmm. obviously a grocery, you know, chain. Oh, serving organic yes exactly Mm -hmm. um so they're doing well during this period of time so they're continuing on we you know work with groups like chase bank as well chase bank is continuing to you know to push forward especially in minnesota and the upper midwest and expand their footprint if you will they're going to need
1: places to put everybody managing the repossessions
2: (laughs) i won't comment on any of that (laughs) Uh, but i I will say that they're they are a great client right now and Mm -hmm. again finding great clients during this time is really really difficult so when you have them you cherish them you mm-hmm. want to hang on to them very very tightly mm-hmm. and so um, you know we feel very fortunate that we have some of those clients that are still continuing to do well during this time um, but yes going back to your you know original question we of course have some clients that have put things on pause mm-hmm. we put we put things on pause and put it on hold for now but with the idea that they will come back very quickly.
1: Everyone's ready. We want the best possible outcome. Yes. But you have to be prudent, of course. So it makes yes. sense. Yes. All right. This is Drinking the Style on AM 950. We're going to take another break and uh, be back here in just a moment.
3: It's very subtle. The
0: continental. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer. And Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots, we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health.
1: How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward. The entire back moves higher or lower. The self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance. And you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com.
3: Mm, would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar and be better off than you are? Or would you rather be a mule
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style. We are speaking with Pat Cruikshank from Steiner Construction. Pat, how do people learn more about Steiner?
2: Well, it's pretty easy. Uh, you just go to www.steinercs.com. The C stands for construction. The S stands for services. Yeah, so pretty simple.
1: Excellent. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's do our habitation audio log before I am completely loaded since I've gone to straight vodka, having decided I don't really like the ginger ale very much or ginger beer.
3: Uh, Neither does, you know, neither smeared off the regular.
1: What's the difference between ginger beer and ginger
3: ale? Any idea? Fermentation. Really? Yep. Because neither is alcoholic. Nope. Well, no, actually, ginger beer has uh, like a 0.03. Really? Yeah, because it's fermented. That's what makes the ginger beer.
1: Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Well, so
3: there it is. Car- now the, we... the carbonation uh, comes mostly from the fermentation process, and then they give it a slight charge, whereas like ginger ale is just charged. Hmm. Wow.
1: Again, I knowledgeable. Lo-
2: I love learning new things.
1: All part of the service to you, Pat Christick. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. Let's do the Habitation Audio Log. Habitation Audio Log installment 69. <laughs> <laughs> Custom-made American furniture. There are some silver linings to the COVID crisis. To begin, I've played a lot of golf, but much more important than – although, frankly, if Philip were here, he would say that was not a a, a silver lining. Yeah. But much more important than my golf playing – is that this upheaval in the international supply chain has created new understandings. Simply put, merchandise that once flowed freely out of factories in Asia for at least a period of a couple of months more or less was non-existent. And while the shipping containers have begun to return, at least at the moment, they are not as numerous as they once were and those that are arriving are in large part already spoken for. That means that it's time to look at American Manufacturing again. While habitation does have a certain amount of furniture that is brought in from overseas, the cost of that merchandise is higher than it was at, say, this time last year. Conversely, as American manufacturers have begun ramping up their factories again, we're seeing a renewed interest in high-quality bench-made sofas, chairs, and sectionals. Given that a mass-produced Chinese sectional is now running 12, even 16 weeks for delivery, people have turned their attention to some of the products available right here in the USA. And in so doing, they're learning that, for the, co- that the costs are not much different than the Chinese competitors, they can get the perfect piece rather than something that's just good enough. In the world of furniture, six inches can be the difference between a piece of furniture working perfectly and not working at all. So when the temptation of instant gratification is eliminated and people start to realize that they can get the ideal piece of furniture made specifically to their specifications, a whole world of opportunity opens up. And that's what habitation does. If you're going to have to wait two or three months for something, you may as well make it exactly what you want it to be. And here's a bonus. By being forced to wait, you are getting something that will last longer and serve you better than anything off of an assembly line in Vietnam. Did you follow on that one, Newkirk?
3: Yeah, I was listening I like how you started up by giving me eye contact. Yeah, we're
1: going to skip right over that because yep.
3: I knew I knew this was a dangerous
1: – I considered going straight to number 70.
3: 13-year-old oh, boy, you need some credit, man. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you, Pat?
1: You, you understand what I'm saying. So it was – if you could get a sectional and you could get it delivered right away, it's sitting in a warehouse, that's a tremendous temptation. But – If you've got to wait 12 weeks, it gives you the opportunity to stop and think about, is this exactly what I want? Yes, it can take eight, 12 weeks for a Benchmade sectional to come in. But that sectional is going to be ideal. And if you're going to wait, you might as well get something that's ideal rather than something that's maybe 5%, 10% cheaper and is just going to be good enough.
2: Good things come to those who wait. Well spoken, sir.
1: Well spoken. So there it is, folks. Get some real furniture made. Get something that's absolutely ideal. If you come in and you order a sectional from Habitation, you know, and it is it is you know, sixty-two inches long, and your wall is sixty inches long, we can have it made at fifty-eight inches long and give you a little corner to turn around. That's what we do, and it's not as expensive as you think. Because the fact of the matter is that, you know. Furniture still has to be produced. It still has to be measured. It still has to be done. And, and that's what we're good at in some of these factories. I
2: have a question for you sure. along that line. How are your manufacturers doing during this time? It's, it, was, it was an interesting period for a period. Everybody was shut down you know,
1: during quarantine. Nothing, no containers were coming in, no factories were up and running. At this point, we have seen virtually all of our factories back up and running at or near capacity. So you know the wait time. There's still a backlog of some furniture. There's been a little drop off, I think, of orders. That's giving them a chance to catch up. But we are back at this point to what we're accustomed to, which is about three months for uh, for furnishings. You, you want to know a little trick that uh, that we always that I try to hammer home to my people? When you are quoting timeframes, if I tell you that it's X to Y weeks. The only number you ever hear is X. If I tell you this thing will be here in 12 to 16 weeks, you will start wanting it here in 10 weeks because you're thinking 12. We always reverse it. 16 to 12 weeks is how we would quote that out. And that way if it arrives in 12, you're happier and you're setting those expectations because it's not that people are inherently unwilling to wait. I mean you know, we're humans. We are inherently unwilling to wait but it's that you set an expectation and that's the that's the peg that you put in and if you set that peg in place a that's where you're going to work off of if you move it to point b and you get in at point a you're all the happier for it everybody is more comfortable
2: yeah and listen i'm a firm believer that managing the customer's expectations are is tantamount to success you have to do it so if you have to do it that way great I mean, you have to reverse it.
1: Well, I mean, it's just realization and it's a service. It's a courtesy in the sense because if I hear 12 to 16 weeks, I'm thinking 12 myself. If I hear 16 to 12 weeks, you're setting my expectations more realistically and you're preparing me for what could be the worst case scenario and then everything becomes a win if you beat it. Sure. Thank you. So you'll have my building built in seven to three months.
2: <laughs> Not that big of a gap, but yes. You seven to five months, sure Fair enough. enough. Yeah. See? Yeah.
1: See? There it is.
2: Yeah. I gotta start doing that maybe.
1: No, seriously. It's a great it's 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 there's nothing disingenuous about it. I mean, there's nothing unfair. It's just a matter of human nature is what it is. You're gonna hear that first number and that's what you're going to you know. That's what's going to register. Hmm. So why make people? We're going to
3: say that in that fashion. People are going to be so like taken aback to be like, "How long?" The they'll ask like, you to repeat uh, it, and the, then they'll the
1: remember the steam period. Start
3: better. shooting out of the ears and like, <laughs> "Oh God, this is true." Rock'em sock'em. Robot head pops up because they're confused. <laughs> is,
2: it, but is there a benefit in not giving a range? No, well, you have to give a range because you have you to have
1: a certain expectation.
2: Yeah, but you know? but you could say it on the outs, on the outside, sixteen months. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Let's just let's just, you know, set a way out there and then you'll always beat their expectations. It's, let's get back to this next year. Point. It's a <laughs> yeah. fair point.
1: Although in the aftertimes you never know. Maybe you do start out. It'll be here in 3 to 3 years to 6 months. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then when you beat that 3 years, you're a hero. Delivered. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It was like when I was doing my uh, my COVID tests, and it was uh, six ten days because of the big surge. Mm-hmm. Today's day fifteen. So I still haven't got my results back in. How, say that again?
1: You haven't had your COVID results in fifteen days?
3: Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's pointless now. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're seriously. Pa- you're past it. Yeah.
1: By the way, thanks for warning me that you might have had COVID.
3: No, I don't have it. I just I want I wanted <laughs> to get it like everybody else. I got the uh, I got the antibody test done. Yeah.
1: Uh, weeks, which which you're finding out that that's ago.
3: not even that that helpful
2: anymore. No,
1: it was basically me pissing away two hundred dollars. Yeah. But at least I got the test done. Yeah. No, I mean, it was absolutely worthless and useless. Have you been tested at all?
2: No, I haven't yeah. been tested. i wanted to do the antibody for quite some time, but I hear it's not that accurate.
1: What's really uh, weird is yeah. that my results said that I had like, I don't know, like 2% of, of antibodies or something. But hmm. therefore, I was negative.
3: But they're finding out that over a couple of months' time, the antibodies are disappearing in the body. I know. <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, so Maybe again, we're just going to be dancing with Rona. She's going to be like a bad girlfriend who keeps showing up every now and then at the worst uh, possible time.
3: Don't ever name anybody Rona after that, I guess. huh?
1: Oh, seriously. Yeah.
3: M- that's m- also My Rona. Trumpy
1: oh. <laughs> Trumpy Trumpy Trump 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 Trumpy Trumpy Trump Trump has Rona. Yep. That's the, never going to make it. No? Never going to make it's it. It's going to stick in your head.
2: Yeah. Thank you for
3: that. My pleasure.
2: Uh, Is that the Bay City Rollers? I believe it was. Yeah. I believe it was. Well
3: <laughs> done. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, <laughs> you might be not to play the 1980s version of Tribute of Pursuit against you guys. Oh, you haven't got no, a chance. Yeah. It was it was
2: Everybody says they love the 80s. We lived it, <laughs> and we just
3: can't
1: shake it. No matter how hard you try, man. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, I still see neon pink. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. So Ooh. we got. We've only got a minute left in this segment. And I want to ask you one quick question, Mr. Pat Cruikshank. Are you ready?
2: Yeah. Go if you ahead. could make
1: any single change in the educational system because you're a former educator, what would it be?
2: I would say if and again, I've been away from it for a while, so I can't really speak to whether or not they have massive incentive programs for teachers of excellence, mm-hmm. teachers that show, you know, um, you know, technology um You know, they use technology to their advantage, especially during this time. I just think that incentivizing really great teachers to do a really great job is a good thing. And uh, if they don't already have it, I believe it should be, you know, instituted.
1: Well done. I love it. All right, there it is, my friends. We've drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of Habitation and Pat Crookshank from Steiner Construction, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I'm going to skip our words of wisdom. So it's Cliffhanger. You'll have to hear it next week. Good luck, everybody.